0: Hey everyone! Uh, welcome to Promethean Tides. Uh, I am General, and this is Breaker. Hello, Breaker.
1: Daisy, Daisy, give me your answer, do.
0: Uh, two thousand one Space Odyssey. Uh, excellent movie.
1: Um, hey, okay. we may talk about that in the future.
0: Uh yeah, good old good old Stanley Kubrick. Uh, uh a very uh, good director in in my opinion. Um, so uh...
1: I would also recommend a movie called uh, Color Me Kubrick, about a real life story about this basically insane guy that had a delusion where he thought he was Stanley Kubrick. It was sort of like that mental illness where stereotypical representation of that is people that think they're Napoleon but instead of Napoleon he thought he was Stanley Kubrick and because Stanley Kubrick was so reclusive this literal crazy guy had a whole bunch of meetings with high level Hollywood brass and they didn't realize it wasn't actually Stanley Kubrick <laughs>
0: okay <laughs> uh yeah so um uh what is going on guys uh so uh we are uh now on uh, spotify so uh if you don't like having to deal with youtube uh if you like to listen to this more uh like when you're driving or if you're walking someplace or if you're at work um then that might be a better option so uh we are now on spotify just um look up uh promethean tides uh on spotify and you will uh find us there and um all of the, uh, episodes, uh, should be up. Uh, in addition to that, uh, as per usual, uh, you know, smash, smash the like and subscribe button. Uh, uh, uh yep, uh, gotta shill that. And, uh, also, um, uh, if, if there's a, an interesting point in the conversation that, that you want to, uh, get your thoughts out there on, um, then, uh, you can leave a comment, uh, we absolutely will uh, read all the comments. So, uh, if you if you leave uh, a message, then uh, uh, very likely uh, we will read it. Um, and if it's if it's uh, if it's a really big brain message, then um, uh, you know uh, it might just uh, 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 have to uh, use that in the future or something like that. So um, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, with that out of the way. Uh, there was a couple of big uh, news items this week uh, obviously uh, uh, one of them was very tragic but uh, I didn't want to start uh, with the, uh, the 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 worst one so um, uh, just start with uh, so apparently uh, Biden was uh, president uh, uh, Biden was asked if he would defend Taiwan and he said yes and then but then the White House said, uh, "No, no, he didn't mean that." And then I think the, the the AP said, "Oh yeah, look at how strong Biden is." But then, like, and then another group said, "Oh no, uh, uh, this is uh, this is not what he meant. See, this this uh, it, don't look the other way. He, he didn't mean anything by this." So, uh, I uh, I uh, at this point. um Maybe this is a good strategy because I, I'm I'm completely confused as to uh, how the United States would handle um, a, a, a a a communist invasion of Taiwan, and uh, maybe the the Chai comms are just as confused. Uh, I don't know what 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 do you think
2: about this breaker?
1: Come on, man! America has to stand up for Taiwan. Who else is going to make the you know the things!
0: Well, uh, yeah, that's actually a good point. Um, it's something like uh, 80% of, uh, of all, uh, uh, of, of all, uh, uh, chips, uh, are, come out of Taiwan. That is, uh, easily, like, that. that is, that is, that is such a big supplier to everyone. Like, that is, the world hub for when it comes to uh, uh manufacturing um uh processors uh, i i can't i can't imagine uh how it is that the united states could let china uh take over taiwan but then again you know uh we're we're happy to shut down our own oil supplies and just buy uh our our uh our our uh energy from foreign nations because i guess that that makes us stronger somehow so maybe you know maybe america wants to uh just give uh one of the most important uh manufacturing areas over to china because maybe that would also make us stronger by by putting all of these uh strategic manufacturing places uh in in the hands of of our enemies it's it's got to be good for the economy right
2: Oh, come on, man.
1: Like Diversity is our strength. And speaking of chips, I remember when I used to sit beside the pool and I would eat corn chips with corn pop. And then his, his kids, they would come up to me in the pool and, and rub my legs and the hair would stand up, turn blonde in the sun. That's how I learned about roaches. Taiwan, I mean, America, you know the thing, <laughs> that was
0: that was uh that was beautiful I uh, uh, a, a great a great speech
1: <laughs> that's about as coherent as the actual politics around this by the way I mean it it sounds ridiculous but when you think about who is in charge of all this shit right now like by doom alzheimer's howdy doody the corpse puppet whatever you want to call him yeah this this is a global fucking embarrassment and I't would- you give a shit about <laughs> oh, <laughs> does. Uh, does. Breaker, uh, so
0: to have you're, you're the breaker. world
1: hegemon America uh, and if you don't mash that subscribe and like button I will die to robots who have to help me <laughs>
0: yeah you're, you're better now go, go ahead
1: I mean this is this is so embarrassing and pathetic Like, every time he says something, the administration that has to put out a press release, like, um, he totally didn't mean that, guys. But he totally didn't mean that, guys, doesn't mean much when you're actually freaking negotiating and trying to lead a fucking country.
0: Well, like, like I'm saying, you know, maybe this is, you know, maybe Trump was playing, like, you know, like 4D chess, but what if this is, like, 5D underwater chess, right? Um, you know, Biden... We've added an
1: extra dimension to our test game now. Exactly.
0: Like, <laughs> Biden is so confusing that you... Like, people couldn't predict Trump, but maybe even more so they can't predict Biden. Because I'm not sure that even Biden can predict Biden. So, like, maybe maybe this is a big brain move, so I don't know.
1: You know, I actually analyzed that famous... I... That's how I learned about Roach's spiel that Biden did. <laughs> and the most I could get out of that was it it was some type of the end of segregation meant that there weren't like black only and white only pools anymore. How roaches came into that I can only speculate that it might have been I how the wire for roaches and African Americans got crossed in Biden's brain. I don't know, I'll leave that up to your imagination.
0: Well, isn't um like uh if you have a joint and like you're 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 smoking it and then it like gets down to like the very last bit, you call that a roach, right? So maybe that's Wait a minute. Maybe that's what he was referring to.
1: That means that that's even worse. That means that Biden was smoking freaking roaches in a public pool with black Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
0: you know, honestly, if that was the worst thing that he had ever uh, that he had ever done, I uh, I would be a lot more satisfied because I think he's done far worse.
1: But wait a minute, that, that that's like doubly bad because he's implying that I the the black kids were too poor to roll like a full doobie, so he had to suck a roach when the black kids got the pool. I, when it was just a whites only pool, everyone had big fat doobies. <laughs>
0: Well, well, uh, well, you know, uh, what, what was it that Biden said? Um,
2: the, uh, uh, the white kids are, they're just as smart as the poor kids.
1: <laughs> I agree
2: with that. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I mean, you know, the the white kids are just, just as smart as the poor kids. You know, fucking words to live by. Um so uh yeah there was that uh not sure what's going to go on with taiwan um i i i can't actually tell what america's position is on this like if if trump were in power i would i would know that uh the minute that china tried landing a kayak on that island um trump would would send in the u.s navy uh but under under the biden administration i i i have no idea what what our reaction would be and i I don't think anyone knows it's it's up in the air uh and you know i think that it's it's actually important when it comes to dealing with our um with our uh, uh adversaries on the world stage to actually have clear lines and like be able to say hey if you do this then like bad things will happen uh like it's it's like it's like how you you raise a child right you you tell them the rules, and then when when they if they violate them, then they get punished. You don't just say like kind of like hey like child in general, just like try not to do bad stuff and like like maybe I'll respond by punishing you if like I'm not gonna let out I'm not gonna like put any fucking rules out there that are specific, but just like kind of a general guideline. You know, just you know try to try to do good, and I'll I'll like maybe beat you. If you do a bad job, but you'll never know. Like, this is not the way that you're supposed to uh, run a country, I don't think. But then again, who knows? I'm not the president. Uh, Joe Biden, I'm sure, is infinitely wiser uh, than I am.
1: Well, if you try to run a country like the way Will Smith and Jada Peekett Smith parent their freaking children, then you get, well... Just Google Will Smith's kids, and you'll see exactly what I
2: mean.
0: <laughs> uh, I, I the only the only uh, Smith kid I know is uh Jaden Smith because he was in a couple movies with his dad. Um, he's uh, isn't he the one who said like like it was something about our our eyes aren't real or or, or something?
1: Well, that's better than uh, what was it. Who was that black celebrity that said one times one is two? I mean, that's just facts. And I don't know if it was R. Kelly. I can't remember his freaking name off the top of my head. I think it was Puff Daddy, maybe. I, I don't remember. If anyone knows, put it in the comments. Like, But this is the thing. If you look up like one times one equals two on Google, you will find that this guy was always running around making all these claims that... Apparently multiplication works differently. I I don't know how you came to this conclusion, but uh I wonder what would happen if you actually made that an axiom of math. What would happen? <laughs> I wonder if anyone actually mathematicians ever tested that.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, like actually, you know, that is an interesting question. If you uh if you restarted math from the ground up using different axioms, um would you still have something that is, I guess, as logically consistent as mathematics is? I don't know the answer to that question, but that's actually a very very interesting
2: question.
1: I think there's a really convoluted way to come to that answer in calculus, where you get something like... uh, Basically... The answer is one, but through this process, it comes out as log two. But if you look back through the axioms, it it basically tells you that one is equal to two. So it violates the piano axioms. So it's Hmm. this really complicated math formula, though. And you spend a lot of time doing this only to get like one is equal to two, (laughs) which is not correct.
2: Huh? yeah. Um...
0: I, uh, I am not a mathematician myself, but uh, it, would, it would be interesting to see if, if you could have a, uh, like a viable form of mathematics with a different um, set of axioms. Like, like, what if you actually did like have an axiom in Math 2.0 that said that 1 is equal to 2? If that was your axiomatic claim, then could you construct something that was at least self-referentially self-referen- um, consistent? Uh,
1: interesting. by idea. the way, it, it, in regular mathematics, you can technically do that, but it, it involves like multi-nested hierarchies of infinity to the omega level, and the omegas, omega-1 is equal to, or can be equal to omega-2, but there's so much informational density, and you have so much to work with, at that point it's not the same as like the discrete one and two
0: uh, it is, uh well, uh, by, by fucking around to some rules, you could, um, uh, there's, there's a way where it's like, if you uh, if you take a number and you divide it by a variable, um, but the, in, in that case the variable is actually equal to 0, then you're dividing by infinity, and then you can make 1 equals 2, but, you know, that's why you're not allowed to divide by 0 in math, um, but yeah, anyway, um just some math stuff there. Uh so yeah, uh no idea what's going to happen with uh, Taiwan. Um I I want them to keep making microchips uh so that I I can I can have like computer stuff because it seems really important for our economy to have like computer stuff. Uh so I just I hope that we can keep having those. Uh it would really suck if just tomorrow um Eighty percent of of our ability to import microchips just just went kaput. Uh, I think it would make life very difficult for your average American. Uh, so, for instance, uh, you know you wouldn't be getting a new iPhone every year. You would you would just stick with the iPhone that you have right now for like the next five years. Uh, but uh, so uh, in addition to that, um, uh, the the Democrats uh, in their uh, infinite uh, wisdom um, I guess that they're they're trying to push forward this thing uh, where they could disqualify um, up to I guess 147 Republicans um, like uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, because they spoke at the January 6th uh, rally and um, I guess that uh, because they spoke at the event uh and by the way, did not call for anyone to go into the in, in into the Capitol building, nor did they themselves set foot into the Capitol building. But I guess that is still called uh, uh being a, an insurrectionist and and so the Fourteenth Amendment would then would then bar them. Um I I don't think that I, I can like conceptualize in my head uh a a a dumber uh fucking argument but uh, uh there it is you know uh that is the uh i guess that's that's the legal argument that the democrats are attempting to make um because if you were anywhere near washington dc on that horrific horrendous day that will live on in infamy as being 10 times worse than 9-11 um then obviously uh you're an insurrectionist and you're not allowed to um uh hold political offices anymore i fucking guess i don't know that story is so insane to me i i don't i i can't it it i can't comprehend it
1: you know from my perspective this is actually a good thing because it shows how desperate the democrats are that they're grasping at such monumentally thin straws as this <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i mean i guess it does kind of show that they're um they're a little bit desperate huh
1: yeah, because w- when you're at this level, like, l- let's say hypothetically, if this were to go before the court, the court is going to want, like, okay, what is the evidence that these politicians colluded in an insurrection? Do you have any like written or spoken, like, recorded proof that they said, "Hey, everybody, go over to the Capitol and you know do the thing"? Um, the closest they can come, and they actually tried to argue this, but. By Donald Trump like saying to the people like continue your nonviolent protest and then go home with love in your heart They tried to construe that as like what he meant to say was uh go to the Capitol and overthrow the government. Um Well he was dog work. whistling, breaker. You have to understand, he was dog whistling, okay? Oh, this parallel language of dog whistles ain't gonna fly in freaking court then you could say it's like oh it's hearsay your honor well i mean uh, it might be hearsay by your definition but in dog whistle language it's a confession do you see how this doesn't work
0: <laughs> can you imagine if that actually like was a thing in court like um the like the, the like some guys like like on trial for murder and the judge is like okay how do you plead you guys not guilty and then, like, the prosecutor, uh, lawyer is like, well, you see, actually, Your Honor, he's dog whistling. Um, what that means uh, is, uh, that he's guilty. <laughs> like,
1: that's such a... Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh,
0: um,
1: yeah. I, I don't like this guy, so I can construe in my head, like, this secret parallel language that only I can hear that that guy totally just said, but you have to think exactly like me in order to hear it.
0: <laughs> right, yeah, like, uh, Uh, That guy, he admitted to kicking his dog. But actually, what he means by dog is bitch. And what he means by bitch is his wife, which means that actually he just said that he kicked his wife. That is assault against another human that's attempted murder. And the guy's like, no, I just, I accidentally kicked my dog. And actually, wait, did Joe, no, this is actually Joe Biden. Didn't Joe Biden accidentally kick his dog? Like that was a story like a year ago. (laughs) Uh.
1: Apparently Joe Biden was in the shower presumably naked and he tried to grab his dog's tail and the dog pulled away from him and he was pulled out of the shower by this like weighty not wimpy german shepherd dog it's a very substantial and powerful dog so i would in that that scenario it probably would be possible for such a dog to physically pull you around if it wanted to especially if you were screwing with it metaphorically
0: Yeah, why would you be screwing with like? Don't uh, there? There's a thing that I've noticed about uh, a lot of animals. They don't. They don't like having their tail. Ter- their tail pulled. It's just a thing that they don't like.
1: Um, well, apparently, like Joe Biden, you know, he just thought it was one of those kids from the pool, and he just wanted a leg rub. That's what actually happened. No, you just... see how dog whistle logic is perfect.
0: No, he just he just wanted to fucking light up some some roaches with the with the
1: dog and yeah. just get a get a slight buzz going. Um. So, uh, yeah, but the dog was straight edge, so it was like, uh... where are you, raggy?"
0: If you uh, if you think about it, most uh, most most dogs are actually very straight edge. They're a lot more straight edge than uh, most humans are. Um. So, uh, yeah, the, uh, uh, I think that it is, um, it, I, I think that the, the Democrats polling this sort of, um, like legal stunt, uh, I, I think it, it shows that, that they are very desperate. Um, they are so not confident in themselves to, uh, win an election via, you know, people wanting to actually fucking vote for them. Uh, that they they're trying to find any avenue to stay in power, despite the fact that everyone uh, just absolutely uh, uh, hates them. Uh, and uh, to tag uh, to, to to you know add a little bit more uh, uh, weight to uh, the the problems of the Democrats. Um, so uh, I guess that uh, Georgia uh, had their um, uh, their GOP uh, primary and. Um, the, uh, the turnout uh, four years ago in 2018 was um, 600,000 uh, people. Uh, and the turnout uh, four years later in 2022, uh, 1.1 million. 600,000 to 1.1 million in the course of four years. Uh, they have almost doubled uh, the number of people that have come out to vote. Um, People have switched uh, from the Democratic Party over to the Republican Party, and uh, in fact, uh, it looks like the uh, the, the, Demo- uh, the the Democrat the uh, Democrat primary in the same state, uh, Georgia, um, is down. Uh, I guess something like nine uh, percent. So the Democrats lost a bit, and the Republicans basically doubled their numbers. Um, that uh, that does not bode well uh, for the future of the. Uh, of of the uh uh the, the Democrat Party. Um I, if I were looking at those numbers, I would be
2: extremely nervous uh about this uh uh coming election. Uh
1: yeah, that that doesn't look too good, does it? <laughs> I think it's gonna be like a monumental red wave. Even if the election is like Double, triple, super fortified with one hundred percent honest people behind it. <laughs> Even if that's the case, I I don't think that they can fortify well enough to make this look any better for them.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it would it would take a it would take a lot of a lot of fortification to, um, to make sure that, that we got the, the just and true, um, uh, democratic answers, uh, that they would be looking for. Um, uh, I'm not sure if they'll be able, that they will be able to, uh, uh, fortify it that well, you know? Um, so, uh, I think, I think that there might be, uh, good news, uh, coming down the pipe with, uh, with all of this, uh, I am looking forward uh, to these elections um I know that uh, I will be uh, participating um, in the uh, uh, in my dis in my district uh, uh, and uh, for uh, uh, the uh, the representative seat that is open Um, there's a primary going on and I will certainly be voting in that Um, and uh, also in in the general Um, and I think I I know who I would uh, like to like to vote for in that. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, everyone should, um, if you're, if you're listening and you live in America and you live in a place where, um, uh, there is going to be an election going on, uh, make sure to, uh, vote. Um, the primary is actually very important, uh, to, to participate in. Uh, cause I think that that's where the, uh, you know, that's, that's where the, the, like the real kind of election happens. Um, like, uh, for instance, um, uh, AOC, she got in, because she won the primary in the uh in the district of new york that that she's in they will never vote for a republican so it's actually really just the primary that decides who the person is going to be but there's less attention paid to the primary and uh she was able to uh uh beat the uh the old guy that was in there and now we're we have uh um aoc uh who uh i think um uh, Elon Musk. Uh, I think Elon Musk a- asked uh, AOC to stop hitting on him because he's shy. Um, so I think that uh, you know, if uh, if AOC ever happens to to hear this, um, uh, you know, just just please uh, please stop hitting on Elon Musk, uh, a- AOC. It's it's not cool. He's he's a shy guy. Um, just just leave him alone, okay? He doesn't he doesn't want to date you. Uh, he has uh, he's having sex with Grimes. He's already had sex with Amber Heard. He doesn't. He doesn't need you, AOC. Okay, he's out of your league. Just, I wanted to say that because um, AOC is kind of. I think of a creep. he
1: actually. Uh, wait, wait a minute. Fact check. I think he actually broke up with Grimes recently.
0: Oh, yeah. That's. I guess unfortunate. I don't know.
1: That's not something I pay attention to. But uh, Elon Musk, his relationships are kind of bizarre. Like. He has a bunch of different kids by a bunch of different people, but he's a billionaire, so he can just like he makes all of the freaking baby mamas that he had millionaires, so they don't really complain because he can, <clears throat> and he never gets officially married, so it. I, I guess that just kind of works out. Uh,
0: do you remember that quote from Fly Club? Um, fuckers setting up franchises. Uh, what if what if actually Fly Club act- happens in the future and um the narrator is actually just his father is Elon Musk but Elon Musk like left because he's he's off to go to the next town to um set up another uh, franchise of 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 a family um you know what i like i like that fan theory that's that's my new fan theory uh but uh yeah so um uh shit uh shit isn't looking good for the uh uh for the democrats and um Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much the story. So, uh, then we can get into the, uh, much more unfortunate news, um, about the, uh, the, the school shooting that happened in Texas. Um, it, uh, it occurred at, uh, Rob Elementary, um, and there was, uh, uh, 19 children, uh, and two teachers that were killed, and, uh, 17 others that were, um,
2: Injured. Uh, yeah, very uh, very unfortunate uh, that this happened.
1: Yes, very unfortunate indeed and most definitely not a false flag. Uh, yeah,
0: no, definitely not a false flag. Um, I don't think that anyone... Uh, I, I think that at least I like to think that uh uh there would be no one evil enough to uh uh kill like like 20 um, uh, innocent man. kids to to get their way but um uh-huh um ah,
1: oh, look um our democracy is strong Oh, look i'm uh, barack hussein obama and i approve this message uh look if we don't take out these terrorists with these drones they will destroy our democracy <laughs>
0: Well, okay, look, look. I mean, I can understand um that uh you know, sometimes uh our uh brilliant uh leaders in government uh will sometimes um drone strike uh a whole bunch of uh, innocent people um over in a foreign country because fuck them. Um it's useful to us. Uh but you know, I don't um uh I don't I don't think that anyone would, would, I, this is, I I am agreeing with you, I think that this, this is definitely not a false flag, because I think that would be insane, I think that if you wanted to do some sort of false flag kind of event, I think that there are way more, um, efficient ways to do this sort of thing, uh, that doesn't result in, in fucking kids dying, so, um, uh, no, I think that this was, uh, an absolute, uh, tragedy, um, this was, uh, uh, basically, I guess the uh, it was like this. It was this eighteen-year-old kid. I won't I won't say his name because uh, fuck him. Uh, but um, he uh, uh, he I guess he was upset that he wasn't gonna uh, graduate uh, high school. Um, apparently, he had a, 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 some uh, I guess problems uh, talking. He had a stutter and a lisp uh, or, or something. Um, so, uh, he was, I guess, kind of, uh, in a bad mood, so he, he shot his, his grandmother in the forehead. By the way, grandmother lived, actually walked over to the neighbors to ask for fucking help. Uh, I can't, and she's like 66, I don't know how it is that a 66-year-old woman survives a, a gunshot to the forehead, but I guess it's a thing, um... Uh, and then uh, the uh, the the shooter he uh, he went over to the school for some goddamn reason and uh, decided to uh, start shooting um, now uh, this uh, of course is is absolutely terrible but um, uh, some of the uh, some of the things that that were happening during the shooting I think were uh, just absolutely insane. Um, so uh yeah the uh apparently the the police uh maybe didn't do uh such a good job at handling this one um
2: you think yeah
0: yeah so i i was reading up on this a little bit and i i was absolutely amazed at at apparent from what I can tell I, I I wasn't on the ground and you know a lot of this is you know secondhand information but it seems as though the the police they they didn't want to go into the school um to to try to I guess do anything about this they were just kind of standing outside for like an hour uh, uh, there were parents that were outside the school that were trying to go into the school to get their kids, and they were getting pepper sprayed or, like, handcuffed by the police and were told to not go into the building. Um, and, like, apparently one mother was, like, handcuffed and then, like, and sat down, but I guess, like, they then decided not to handcuff her, so they they released her, and then she just fucking sprinted for the for the gate and, like, went into the school and then got her kids out of the school so she, like like she was doing shit that like the cops were not doing um uh now i i can i can understand from a certain from a certain perspective right um it's it it, it, it it seemed as though uh the basically the the shooter he he went into a classroom that was connected to another classroom and he like barricaded himself in the first classroom shot into the second classroom and then just like stayed in the first classroom so he was staying in that room um and uh and you know he barricaded himself in there i guess that maybe 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 the police had some amount of knowledge that he wasn't going to be leaving there and so like it, it was like a, a tense situation and so like they were just kind of I don't know, giving some time to plan it out or something. But here's what I would say to that. Um, the people that he shot in that classroom, right? Like, if if the police had gotten in there sooner, maybe maybe some more would have lived, right? Like, it's possible that there was just someone, like, fucking bleeding out, you know, for a half hour, you know? And if they had gotten in there within, within you know, 10 minutes rushing to the hospital, they would be fine. But, you know, maybe they're just fucking lying there, bleeding out. Because the the cops are just fucking waiting for an hour to, uh, kind of see what happens. Um, so, uh, as far as I can tell, this was, um, just in-in-incomprehensibly, uh, uh, dumb on, uh, the police's part. I don't understand what they were doing. Now, I- this just happened maybe some more details will come out maybe maybe actually the police did a fucking fantastic job and everything was handled uh correctly and this is you know just wild reporting or whatever that could be the case but from what i see uh and what i'm hearing um holy shit uh did 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 they fuck up on this one like my god
1: okay like barring all the wilder more conspiratorial theories i could come up with I think the most reasonable thing about this is probably actually much more unpleasant and sad than a lot of the conspiracies I could come up with. Probably what happened here was because they didn't have a standby tactical unit in this location. Because I... Weren't you reading this and, like, the tactical unit that ultimately had to respond was part of the Border Patrol? They were the only ones (laughs) around that had something like a SWAT team slash tactical unit? Yeah, yeah, I think it was something like that. Yeah. So I'm thinking it's like the police were just told that, okay, the bureaucratic red tape procedure says, like, wait until tactical unit arrives specifically. Like, all of these police officers with body armor and presumably access to fully automatic weapons themselves we're just like nah bro we're technically not the tactical unit it says here in the bullet point list that we need the tactical unit to do this well well there is no tactical unit around like somebody do something's like ah, our hands are tied we're not able to do it because it doesn't say tactical unit on my badge so meh
0: dude okay <laughs> fuck that fuck that so hard look i there this is an elementary school um, it was a bunch of uh uh it was a bunch basically a bunch of ten uh, year olds that that were killed, um like at a certain point if you're a police officer, don't you say um fuck the bureaucracy like I'm going to go in there and just end it like be damned if I get fired or not like this this fucking shooter guy it just he has to die, um like I. Uh... I don't know, man, like, it's, it, it, I guess it's, it's hard to say that you would or wouldn't do something in, in that sort of situation, but I, I like, I like to think that if I was in that situation, I would be like, no, fuck that, this, this guy, he has to die, like, that's, that's it, like,
1: I'm gonna, I I will go in there, like, fuck that, there, there are ten-year-olds that are fucking bleeding out. You also, you also have to remember, this is like, from what I recall you saying before the show started, this is a heavily, or presumed to be a heavily blue area. So, like most of the blue people around here are going to be bureaucratic conformists that aren't going to violate the bullet point list. So, well, it's yeah.
0: a it's it's a heavily um, Hispanic area. I think it's like um, which
1: in Texas usually means blue.
0: Yeah, it's uh, uh it's a ninety percent of that elementary school um is Hispanic, um, so. Uh, yeah. Gener- my guess—I actually don't know—but my guess is that it's probably a a, bl- a a blue area of Texas. Um, but I don't know. Maybe they could all be fucking based. And you know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they're if they're red or blue. The fact is, is that um, these are kids. Uh, they are they're fucking innocents. Um, I mean, they're they're not responsible for any of the fucking bad policies or decisions or anything like that that happens in this nation um some one of the fucking police officers should have uh uh you know gone in and and done something not waited for god knows how long um i i will say that uh uh, uh there was an officer that that uh i guess uh a team of officers eventually went in there um and the the officer that uh, uh killed uh the the shooter um was actually injured in the exchange but he uh uh, I guess he he's probably going to be fine. Um, but he was he was he was shot in the exchange, but he managed to um, uh, kill uh, the shooter. So um, fucking good on that guy, I guess. Like that's that is like the only like maybe like fucking like good on that guy. You know he fucking he killed the shooter. Good, good. At least at least there's that. But fucking a the rest of the situation, it was just so poorly managed. I can't I can't believe that. Like it's 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 insane to me.
1: Yeah, but for me to comment any further, I'd have to get way deeper into Conspiracy Land, and like I said before, I don't even think Conspiracy Land is required for this. I think it's just a failure of the fucking bloated bureaucracy of red tape and crap that the bullet point list says don't do anything without the tactical units on me, even though we're all heavily armed and armored ourselves. like The only tactical unit is the Border Patrol, and uh, they're kind of busy right now. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think that there's any sort of fucking conspiracy behind this, man. I, like, it's not, yeah. like, uh, fucking, who is it? Like, it was, uh, uh, I, I, think it was Alex Jones that, like, one time, um, might have, like, sort of suggested that, uh, the Sandy Hook shooting was, um, uh, a, uh, a conspiracy, and, um, um, like he he came back and you know he said yeah no it, it wasn't I, I guess he was just like entertaining the idea um but uh i mean i uh, i just i don't i don't think that i i don't i don't think that there is a conspiracy here i think that uh sometimes um if you're if you're a kid well i mean this was an 18 year old guy but um <clears throat> but i guess you know if you're bullied a whole bunch or whatever uh and you are failing out of high school and i don't know you have mental problems then uh maybe like this happens sometimes and uh it is it's unfortunate um but uh you know what we can do we can talk about ways to prevent this from happening in the future okay um because You know, the thing is, is that, uh, I think, I think that, uh, you took, you take one of these parents and you give them a gun, they will act with more balls than the police did. And in fact, they did, they did act with more balls. There was a mother that ran into the building to get her kids out and she did. Um, and, and the police weren't even willing to do that. Look, uh, and
1: she probably wasn't even wearing body armor. I suspect that she wasn't. Yeah. Um,
0: I uh, I suspect that um, actually and I know that this is counterintuitive, right? I understand that this may not make sense to everybody, but I suspect that uh, if you had maybe like just two or three teachers at the school that were armed and had firearms training, then I think that uh it would be a lot more difficult for this kind of thing to happen uh because it it just would the, you, you're liable to get shot because there are more people with guns than you
1: yeah it's funny that you mentioned that because recently i was at a truck stop i think it was or was it in one of the major cities in texas actually I think it was in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And in this truck stop, there was just an a armed private security guard, like with body armor and the, the pistol and the whole nine yards. And he's just a guy that hangs out there. And I've seen in other states, like in metropolitan areas, usually the truck stops will have just like an armed security guy just walking around. Now, I think uh, there's a lot more valuable things at a school. You know how the Democrats like to be saying human life's more valuable than property? Well, why is it that the property at a freaking truck stop is much more heavily guarded than people's children at a public school that they would argue then? It's like, oh, your children have to go to our school. You can't home school them because you're racist and we need to teach them about
0: the gays well uh, breaker here's the thing here's the thing um you know uh when it comes to you know 10 year olds i mean they can basically take care of themselves they don't need protection but when it comes to you know uh 40 uh, year old truckers um you know they uh they they need they need security man they want to they want to make sure that that they're safe okay these are these are the people that really need our protection okay um (laughs) <laughs> the 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 ten the year olds they they they're tough they can take care of themselves but the fucking truckers no nah, no nah, those are the people that need the protection. Um, I uh, I don't know here's here would be my my proposition I'm just gonna throw this out here I don't know if it would make sense in practice it just it's an idea this is what you do um, you you have an opt in system you go to all the teachers and you go hey. um, uh, uh, you can opt into the system. You don't have to, but if you would like to, um, we can give you uh, firearms training, um, mm-hmm. maybe maybe give you a psyche valve to make sure that you're not gonna fucking, you know, use it to do, to do anything bad. Um, but you get firearms training, you get a psyche valve, you go to the range once a month to make sure that, you know, you're, you're, you, can, you can aim at a target. Um, and, uh, you know, you'll be able to, I don't know, ha- have a gun in your desk. And you can use it only in the situation that you know there's a terrorist threat or you know there's a school shooting or whatever an active shooter situation um that's the only time that you can use it you know uh, i'm not even saying that they have to fucking carry the gun on their person and have it in a holster like they could just keep it in like a secure little safe or something i don't know um but like you know you just go to the teachers you go look this is an opt-in system uh we'll give you a uh, five thousand dollars extra a month. Um, or five five thousand dollars extra a year or something, and you're certified to um, be able to possess a firearm on school grounds. This doesn't make you a police officer or whatever. You can't start arresting people, but it's like it just it's a just in case situation, and we'll give you free firearms training. Like I would imagine that there are definitely teachers who would who would uh, take up that offer, and uh, I I mean I think I think that if you just did that and like you had three or four teachers in every school that opted in like i'm i'm not even imagining that's every teacher maybe it's like 10% of the teachers in a school like only only 10% even wanna opt in because i guess a lot of teachers are kind of you know uh, lefty and they they don't they don't like guns but let's say that just 10% of them fucking opted in in for this uh, this thing um it would become a lot more difficult uh to 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 actually do a school shooting because there's going to be like five people in the school that that have that have guns and so you're you're going to get killed <laughs> probably right so that would be my idea do do you do you think that there's there's any issues with this idea
1: uh well i personally don't see anything wrong with that i would probably go a step further and say that most public sh- schools should be- look more like supermax prisons at this point like there should be like armed guards at every freaking door
0: <laughs> well that's only the inner city schools, you understand
1: no I, I believe in equality like we're all the same so yeah all public schools
0: <laughs> I, mean, I think they pretty much are jails anyway we should just uh make them um, Yeah they already are all we
1: need is the armed guards. Right, yeah yeah, we
0: should just we should just uh we should stop lying, you know, and just be like, look, yeah, this is uh this is a prison that you spend nine hours a day at fucking um pass through security. (laughs) You little shit. Uh (laughs) Yeah.
1: No, I don't I don't want that. Um but uh... I actually know a guy that stopped a school shooting one time and this wasn't even in the news (laughs)
0: Well, if no one gets I killed, i just talking
1: to a guy on Discord. If... that he did like a solid snake shit to this guy, Th- these freaking kids were trying to break in with freaking rifles and shoot up the school, and he just did like a solid snake CQC shit, knocked both of them down, took their guns, and kicked them in the ass, and said, "Get the hell out of here, you little shits."
0: <laughs> are you holy shit? Are you serious? That's crazy.
1: Yes, and well, this was in Chicago, so that's basically just Tuesday. <laughs> oh right right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um <laughs> obviously because the our beneficent mayor beetlejuice has declared that guns bad i guess
0: well you know that's the thing breaker um and you know i think that's really just the the humble point uh, that the democrats are trying to make here so um after after every uh shooting that that occurs Um, The Democrats uh, try to use this as a justification for um, taking away everyone's guns, because why not exploit a tragedy for your own political benefits? Um, But, uh, yeah, so uh, they want to have uh, more gun control. Um, I, I just, I don't think that it's the best idea, is the thing, because... When you outlaw guns, then it's only the the people who are willing to do illegal shit that will have guns. Because it's it's much like, uh, I don't know, like marijuana. Like, you can make marijuana illegal, but people will still get their hands on marijuana because the the government is not om- omniscient
1: or, or om- and om- omnipotent. It, another thing about that, if it is illegal... <clears throat> Criminals are the most likely people to get their hands on the most amount of marijuana and be the distributors of it. Criminals who have no vested interest in the safety of the consumer whatsoever, so they could be putting whatever they want in that.
0: Right, yeah, uh, they could, um, uh, so if if, if, if you make firearms illegal, then okay, you have taken firearms away from people who are obeying the law, and you have made them defenseless which means that criminals can then more easily set up shop in an area because no one can defend themselves it just it it's that's just how it works i don't know why it is that 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 there are some people uh, some politicians and leaders that think that the best way to achieve the most amount of peace is to make it so that all american citizens are are disarmed uh lambs right like why why would how does it make any sense to just make everyone a defenseless lamb and expect that that will produce peace like that's that's never how that works what you're doing is you're basically what you're what you're doing is like um Uh, it would be like, uh, it would be like if you have, like, an animal, right? And the animal has an immune system. And, like, the immune system protects the animal. It fights off all the shit that might get into it. And then you think, I know, I know. Um, I'm noticing a correlation between the animal getting sick and its immune system flaring up. Therefore, in order to prevent the animal from getting sick all we need to do is just uh get rid of the immune system put them on a on, on on immunosuppressants and then it will all get better this is this is analogous to to what some politicians think is the answer uh just make everyone completely defenseless and then everything will just improve that's insanity That is, that's wishful thinking. You're thinking that, oh, if you just get rid of all the guns, then people will just stop being violent. That's not how it fucking works. That's not the real world. That is, that is idealistic fucking thinking.
1: Okay, like, I see, I can see the basic thrust of what you're going for there. It's like, I can't find a lot to disagree with that personally, but uh, I'm going to have to disagree with you, General Chief. You see, that's where you're wrong. See, all you need to do is you need to put up a sign that says, uh, gun-free zone, and the the only thing that caused this whole tragedy was that that particular day, the gun-free zone sign was being cleaned, and not a lot of people know this. This is, like, uh, oh. exclusive news you're getting right now. You see, um, the thing of it is that, uh, like, Joe Biden needed that particular sign to put in front of the pool that he was going to where he gets his regular like leg rubs from the African-American children to make his hair stand up and turn blonde in the sun, so he can learn about roaches. And that is a vital part of his uh, daily routine, you see. And his regular sign was being cleaned, so he just borrowed one from this random public school, and that's why, because if that sign had been there, you see, the shooter would have saw the gun-free zone sign is like, ah, man, I was gonna do a mass shooting, but this sign says no guns. Womp, womp, womp. Guess I'll have to go back home.
0: Exactly. You know what? I think we... The answer The answer is that we need to double the amount of gun-free zone signs that there are. If there's five around the school, we need to double it. We need to make it ten. Okay? Yes. So that, this is a great idea. Yes. Because... <laughs> Why, like, once you're, if you're a school shooter and you see that sign, like, you're, you're gonna turn around. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah, that's, 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 uh, that's what we, that's what we, uh, that's what we fucking need, I guess. Um,
1: well, you see, the problem with that is, like, in order to produce this magical talisman effect within the signs and imbue it with this level of thaumaturgical warding effect, what is required is you have to give the Democrats even more money. Well, for more signs, right? Well, it's not just the signs. You see, the ritualistic process that they have to imbue the thaumaturgical properties into these signs is actually all done at the Bohemian Grove. So you need to take these signs before Minerva the Owl Goddess and uh, bow before them and bless them and either sacrifice a goat in some type of spirit cooking ritual or have Bill Clinton chase a nine-year-old around through a minotaur maze while wearing a Viking helmet.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, that's actually more complicated than I thought it was going to be, because I just imagined that it was like, um, you know, one of the uh, one of the clergy members, um, also known as a, a social worker. You just get a social worker to, like, bless the sign, and that's what imbues it with power. But okay, it, it's a little bit more uh,
1: in- intensive than that. Yeah, it needs, like, a, because social workers are just, like, minor priests of the cathedral. In order to make, like, the thaumaturgical gun-warding effect in the sign, it needs, like, a high priest. And uh. there's not a lot of high priests of the, of the cathedral around. The only ones that we have in America are the Clintons and Soros. But, you see, George Soros is usually busy uh, devaluing the currencies of other countries. Because that's a thing, and uh, well, he's you know Kla- he's, he's doing his is... own
0: he's doing his own um, uh, holy work, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and Klaus Schwab is too busy tying Mister Bond up to a table and uh, cutting him in two with a laser beam. So, <laughs> God, he, every time I hear him say anything, he just. He's just such a
0: stereotypical Bond villain. It's it's actually it's funny. Oh, no, Mister Bond, I expect
1: you to die.
0: <laughs> okay, that was more of a Russian accent. I think I think uh, it's it's a German ac- like a thick German accent. You want to go for?
1: The world economic forum. There you go, that's... comrades, friends, <laughs> brothers in arms. We have completely taken over societies around the world see
0: this is like there there is um like a lot of people say that the democrats don't make any sense right but there is a kind of an odd consistency to what the democrats want to do like when it comes to disarming american citizens to make them weak and defenseless um that's also they're they're trying to do the same thing economically as well um you will own nothing and you will be happy uh, live in the pod, eat the bugs. They, um, they, they have, they, they, they have no interest in in you being able to take care of yourself or like have um, individual freedom or autonomy or anything like this. They, they want you defenseless and suckling on their teat, their poison teat filled with poison fucking milk that they will provide to you uh because that is how you achieve happiness um the there actually is a remarkable consistency in uh this fucking vampiric political philosophy it's it's just that i think it's terrible it is actually kind of consistent it's just it seems to go against everything that that you would want to
2: have in your life it, it yeah
1: Yeah, you don't even want to know what they have to do to get that poison milk. That's a whole other process that involves, um...
0: It involves Bill Clinton, doesn't
1: it? Oh, God. Well, this time it involves, uh, Bill Clinton wearing a bovine tail butt plug chasing five five five-year-olds through a hexagonal, multidimensional minotaur maze.
0: (laughs) Oh, but it is the purest of the poison milk. The purest. No. Um yeah i uh i i i think like i the the whole the whole thing is fucking evil um i think that uh, people should sh- should have just you know freedom to like you know do, do basically what they want to do uh you know you you, sh- you shouldn't you shouldn't try to control people people should be allowed to have firearms they should be allowed to own property uh i i just you know what here's the thing man I, <clears throat> uh, i i don't i don't i i don't know what this ideology is but it's sick and it's twisted and i think that it came from europe and i think personally speaking i think i'm sick of listening to ideologies from europe i don't think that they've ever done us any good i i you have the uh uh you have the uh, the anti-semitic um german guy um what was his name the, the the german guy that was really anti-semitic um uh marx marx right so uh you you, uh, you have you have this fucking like like mark uh, marxism um from europe not helpful uh you have um I, uh, basically anything that came out of france um uh post-revolution not helpful uh you have the 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 Frankfurt School. All of that basically not helpful. Uh, you you have this like this like weird blend where like they try to like m- make a mixed economy. Um, like they it, like it's it, like you, it's like socialism, but it's not it's not quite uh, like Keynesianism. Yeah, Keynesianism.
1: Yeah, that is European. Well, the, the thing Keynesianism actually does work if you stick to the diet, but if you give like. Welfare to the elites and to the poors at the same time all the time, regardless of the economic circumstances. That's where you grind it into the ground. I
0: I am sick of uh of, of having to listen to um fucking hundred hundred year old European thinking. Personally, I'm sick of it. Uh as an American, I think that it's about due time that we have uh i don't know something like our own um uh enlightenment or our own like renaissance or whatever have you and i uh i i I think i think that actually and you know maybe maybe this is true maybe it isn't i don't know this is this is kind of how i'm seeing it um it, it it seems like the right in america um is number one a cultural force uh number two they make the best memes no no literally no one no one can disagree that they make the best memes
1: i've got the best memes nobody's got better memes than me believe me i know memes and these are the best memes they're golden crusted you're gonna love them (laughs) believe me
0: (laughs) um yes exactly uh yeah, uh, and I think that when it comes to like the uh, the actual like arguments that are occurring, because um, I you know I I, uh, I listen to like I listen to the mainstream arguments uh, like between like the the Republican politicians and the and Democrat politicians. I listen to like uh, you know the, the the media of what Fox News versus what MSNBC has to say. Uh, I listen to more um, independent uh, uh, journalists, so like I, I can listen to say like Hassan Pike Piker versus Tim Pool, um, and I can even listen here on Discord, and I with with just uh, you know a bunch of people that just like shooting the shit for fun because they like uh, getting drunk on a on a fucking Friday evening and talking politics. Um, I can listen to the discourse at every single one of these levels, and at every single level it just maybe i'm biased but it seems like the 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 people that are more on the conservative side um they're they're coming up with with just smarter positions, more novel positions. Like there's actually they're more creative, they have more novelty in their positions than what the left does, which is weird because the left is supposed to be the ones who are like you know the artsy-fartsy creative types and the right is the ones who are like supposed to be stodgy and just stuck with whatever tradition says but that's not the case it's not the case anymore it seems to me like actually the right is a cultural and intellectual force uh to be reckoned with and it's not uh it's it's not like uh it, it, it it's it's not as though it's like super well established it's still growing it's still um you know uh c- c- coming into its own form but i i think that there is actually room here for something like an american version of the renaissance where we kick out this shit poor european thinking and we try to just build something that is a little bit better and you know uh our our nation our nation was founded from uh from from britain and britain has always been a little bit different than the rest of europe because they have an island and a ginormous moat and so they haven't been as influenced by the rest of europe uh and so they've kind of done their own thing and i appreciate that uh, american uh, culture and heritage uh originally came from britain um i more or less respect the british although honestly i think that their politicians suck uh <clears throat> but i i think i think it's i i i i think that it's time for america to just say fuck you europe uh fuck your ideas we're gonna do american things we're gonna do american uh the good old american pragmatism right the europeans they're not pragmatic whatsoever they're very idealistic americans are pragmatic and it turns out that if you want to interact with the world you have to be pragmatic because you you cannot you cannot divine infinite wisdom from just thinking about stuff you will never have infinite wisdom you will never have the fucking correct answers you will never have the perfect truth if you just by sitting around and thinking in fact you'll never have the perfect truth period but what you but you what you can do is you can just interact with reality and see try to see what the best path forward is because it's arrogant to think that you as a as a as just a human being uh, that you're gonna' you're gonna be able to to fucking uh, divine um, the the ultimate truth of reality. you can't it's bigger and more complicated than your brain can 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 probably handle like try to uh, try to try to sit down and understand how a, how a neural network works right try to try to sit down and understand it. No one on the planet can understand how a neural network works. It is not possible because it is a complex network you just can't. There are systems in the universe that exist that are beyond your ability to understand them. And we happen to live like in the fucking heart of a ginormous complex system called life on Earth. Your ideas about how it should work or ought work or how you think it might work better, they are just ideas. They're not reality, okay? They're just not. So... Fuck that shit.
2: Good old American pragmatism. I think we're on to something.
1: I think there's a lot of truth in that, honestly. And I think we've had a few arguments about this in the past as well. I tend to agree with you on this, though, but I probably approach it from a slightly different angle because I'm not as libertarian as you are.
2: Okay, how, how would you approach this?
1: Uh I do agree like this uh this essentialist ideology that the left seems to have where the idea if you pluck the idea from the heavens and bring it down to earth is just going to work because you had such a good I- and wonderful idea. But you know, people are can be dumb and they can have bad ideas, and it's not even as simple as that. Let's say that you, good ha- that you did have a perfectly good idea and you plucked it from the heavens and you bring it down here. Well, like what you were saying, like everything is so gooey and emergent and there's so many X factors and unpredictabilities that your good idea might run into a contingency that you had not planned for. And then it's like, oh, this idea doesn't work under these circumstances but it's a good idea how could this be well it must be the circumstances are at fault reality is to blame for my freaking wonderful heavenly idea not working so i'm gonna blame everyone else but myself because my ideas are only ever good
0: right if if your ideas don't conform to reality it's reality that's the problem obviously
1: yeah (laughs) then you that's why they say perception is reality literally oh god
0: uh It's, it's such, it's such a bad way of thinking. Like there's this, um, there's this classic, uh, um, it's not like a story, but it's like, it's an example of the difference between, um, uh, uh conservative versus lefty thinking. So, um, a, uh, a left, like a, a left leaning person, um, they come across a fence and they go, what is this fence doing here? I want to, I want I, I, it's, it's blocking my path. We need to do away with this fence and a conservative will go to the fence and they'll go you know i bet that someone put this fence here for a reason maybe it's keeping something else contained or maybe it's protecting me from from something that's out there maybe there's a a purpose for this fence maybe i shouldn't just immediately tear down the fence because it happens to be in my way um that's like that but that's that's a key difference right the 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 conservative thinking is that, well, look, you don't know everything. You are not God, which means that there there are things that that just exist out there, both man made and nature made, that are there for some reason. And just because you can't, um, uh, 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 figure out the 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 purpose for it, doesn't mean that it has no purpose, right? J- just just because you don't know why it's there doesn't mean that there's no reason why it's there. It's, it's, uh, but the, 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 the thinking that like, that, that you could, you could just, you could just come across the perfect godly thoughts and, and now that is the truth. You you have, you have, you have clutched on to the truth. You, you know that communism is the best way to obtain a utopia and we will have fully automated luxury gay space, ca- uh, communism, um, and that it's so fucking arrogant. It's so arrogant, and it's also you're incorrect. You 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 were you were just you were objectively incorrect because as as you said, the world we live in is it's too it's too uh uh complex for a simple idea to ever be able to solve all of it. Like we we we, we live in in like we we live uh in like a, a multi nested um fucking emergent system we're like and um, like and we're like we're like six layers deep we're like y- your consciousness comes from an emergent system that comes from an emergent system that that is based off of another emergent system that is based off of another emergent system and you think that a simple idea is going to be able to what solve all the problems of this incredibly complex system there is no fucking way you are incorrect it makes no goddamn sense of course you know i say that but then you know i i, I also say, i mean <clears throat> everyone's guilty of this like i i just said you know why why don't we give uh teachers guns right maybe, maybe maybe that is too simplistic of an answer as well right i don't know all the answers i i have a suggestion right i i, I could see fucking problems with it but i'm not saying that that is like that's like i that's like the the thing that we must do it's just an idea i just i'm putting that out there right i i i am not sure about prescriptive ideas is the thing the the prescriptive idea the thing where you say you ought to do something i i think that those are dangerous i think that i i i have thought that those were dangerous for a long time now um uh,
2: non-conditional ought statements are the fucking devil Now, the more I think about it, the more I start to wonder. And this is
1: why, from my perspective, this is going to require some type of elite reconnoitering <laughs> to bring all this together. I, I don't think this can be simply a bottom-up process to run Civilization. There has to be a top-down component, but that top-down component has to... It has to kind of mesh with the bottom-up naturalistic aspect of nature and the the laws of nature and reality in a way that the intersectional leftists either aren't interested in doing or think that they're so above it all that they don't have to do that. That's where the problem comes from in my perspective.
2: Well,
0: (laughs) I mean... I guess that one might respond to that and say, well, you know, um, a a democracy, for instance, um, uses the bottom-up in order to try to manage the top-down. So someone might say that, ah, yes, democracy is the answer.
1: Well, that's a way of it, but then what you have is just the, the tyranny of the majority. And like, a pure democracy, it's like, okay, 51% of people now think that i don't know every third child should have their eyes poked out for whatever weird reason 51% of people now agree on this it's like the fact that this is a good or bad idea doesn't matter if you're going to stick to hardline democracy because the majority has spoken screw you <laughs> every third child will now have their eyes removed well or it like if, if you actually had,
0: like, completely pure democracy and it was based off of people who were self-interested, well, like, uh, I think uh, 51% of uh, humans are women and 49% of humans are men or something like that. And that's just because men are just a little bit more likely to somehow get themselves killed uh, for various reasons. So there's there's a little bit uh, more alive women than there are alive men. Uh, and... Uh, Okay, well what what if what if everyone just voted according to strictly what is best for them and there was a law on the table and it said okay um new new bill uh, all all men must must give half of all of their shit to uh the government so that the government can distribute that to all women equally. And you know what? I I think it would be a pretty close vote. I think it might come down to 51-49, but if the women
1: take it then, all right, now they get half the shit of all the men. Fuck yeah. Uh, that is Women a, are going to be like, wait a minute, you're guaranteed me half the shit of all the freaking men ever? It's like, yay! <laughs> shit, dude, if I was a woman, I might, I would probably vote for that. Uh, and on top of that, uh, if you do this like strictly by the numbers, I mean, more men are felons, so that's going to preclude a lot of male voters right there. Women are more likely to vote than men are generally, and that's going to screw those numbers up so it's just going to be the women voting for it at that point and they're going to vote in their silver just like gives me debts
0: right and this is the uh this is the central issue with democracy um uh a constitutional republic is far 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 better than a simple democracy um because uh <clears throat> And actually, I, I I would say that uh, I think that even even uh, though America is the best constitutional republic, it still has inherent flaws. So I'm not going to say it's perfect. Um, but a a constitutional republic is better than, than a democracy. But also, even that is not perfect. I I, I don't think that anyone's come up with with a fan, like uh with a fantastic way to run a civilization. I think that they've we've been able to find the least shitty out of the other options but actually that's exactly what I would expect um because like in in nature there is never a good option uh there is always trade-offs for things and there is never a perfect answer to anything it's just that you kind of run uh like a like a search algorithm to try to figure out what the most optimal solution is amongst the available solutions and it seems as though um, we, uh, hu- human beings have been running all of these uh, search algorithms, trying out different ways of how to run a civilization. And we've kind of found that, well, overall, uh, out of the available options that we know of, uh, constitutional Re- republic seems to work. And in fact, <clears throat> um, this is part of the reason why I think that uh, we, it's, it's good for America to have more states' rights. Because we can do 50 uh, different searching algorithms at once, and if if one of them ends up being really fucking good, and it makes that state very prosperous, then the other states will probably follow uh, a, a similar sort of thing as well, and that actually that just helps America become better. When you uh when you crystallize that structure and you say the federal government is in control of it you know basically all together then you've eliminated all of the all of the little experiments that you could be doing in all the 50 states and you just say well whatever the federal government does and you better hope that they choose a good solution and that they don't choose a bad solution because we all now have to just follow that um so uh yeah, just uh, just another another reason why I just I feel as though uh, uh, we should we should limit the power of the federal government. I don't know.
1: One of the problems with republics that I've heard Sargon from the Lotus Eaters talk about recently is that republics are intentional societies. That means that at some point in time, someone or some committee of people sit down to ratify, like, a specific discrete algorithm and under which to run this society. Whereas something like England is a purely emergent society that literally did grow from the bottom up.
2: Um, <clears throat> so, uh,
0: number one, um... I'm not sure that that actually that, that has actually resulted in, say, Britain being better than America in terms of uh, like, which one would I rather live in? Um, I understand that Britain has a, uh, a fucking ancient um, uh, 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 culture, uh, a cultural behemoth that it is kind of resting on. Um, <clears throat> and I, I, I get that. I understand that. But. Here's the thing. Think about this. Uh, for Britain, uh, the Enlightenment uh was a blip in its otherwise um multi-millennia long history. And so it doesn't have as much impact on them, right? Like this this idea that like, you know, people ought to be free to do what they want. It was like it it had an impact, of course. But ultimately, like their 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 society and their culture is so old and it's been going on for so long that it, it was just a little speed bump that they passed through. Whereas America was fundamentally born from uh, the 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 Enlightenment movement, and so that wasn't just like a little blip on our thing. That was what we grew from, and. I, I think that, that that makes us fundamentally different than
1: Britain. Um, yeah, it also means that America is based on like a very intentional, logical, empirical, scientific working out of certain facts and properties of the world, whereas England just had like – um, we think, like, cutting people open and letting out their blood cures these diseases, or sticking leeches on people to, like, they had no freaking clue what they were doing, but they just had to grow through it. Well... And evolve through it. Yeah, but there's,
0: I, I, I don't think that there's any reason uh, that having a a logical architecture embedded in an otherwise emergent system is necessarily a bad thing
1: um so well, it's necessarily incomplete like we've talked about many times so well that uh, means your society is going to collapse necessarily at one point now it might last a hundred years it might last a thousand years but it is necessarily going to go out the door at some point all all, all civilizations eventually collapse i just
0: uh, uh I, I'm interested in America lasting longer than 300 years. That's all. Uh, but uh, I, I, uh, I actually I I don't think that there's anything inherently wrong with, uh, with building like emergent emergent systems and complex systems off of a basis of some sort of uh, strict, um, you know, uh, human sort of logic uh for for instance um if you look at uh, uh darwinism um it's a very simple set of rules uh you have a replicator um the replicator can replicate itself and uh it also uh has mutation like this is actually a very simple like logical structure that exists and appears to exist at the basis of darwinism very simple logical structure nothing emergent is going on there it's it's actually in it just it's very logical even a child can understand it but then from that emergent properties can can very easily spring forward so i i actually i have no problems with having um uh uh logical systems at the core of things. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. in fact, I think that oftentimes there could be a benefit especially when you're dealing with humans It's just that you need to understand that that logical system that you've constructed it uh, it isn't nece- it, it's it, it isn't godly it isn't correct it is just it's a system
2: that you built and now things spring forward from it that's all
1: The problem is that you don't necessarily have any way of knowing, like, whatever you build isn't going to terminate at some arbitrarily low number.
2: Oh, that's true, yeah, but there's uh, there's risk in everything. Um, nothing in life is guaranteed, right? <sighs>
1: I don't think it's looking too good for America these days, honestly. I... Like I've told you before, I think China is next in line for the shit show. So we'll see how that goes, I guess. It's gonna be Blade Runner future, everything's gonna be in Chinese. <laughs> I
0: think uh so have you have you ever um like had an argument with one of these uh uh ChiComs?
1: Um I don't think they're too amenable to arguments. <laughs>
0: no they're not no they don't they don't like to argue but i've i've argued with a, with a couple of, uh chaikons uh in my life i don't think they were actually in china because there's a firewall but you know like people that um maybe like moved from china and for whatever reason decided to hop on discord and you know they uh, I suspect I that even a couple of these people uh, were being paid by um, the, the, the Chinese uh, Communist Party to um, advocate uh, their interests uh, just, you know, on the Internet. I know that that's a thing. Uh, and uh, generally speaking, they're not good at arguments. They're not good at having the, uh, the, the intellectual debate uh, because that's not their purpose. Their purpose is to shill right like shills are not good at arguing shills are just good at being sophists and sounding like they're good at arguing um so i i think that if we're moving into this sort of era of of fifth generational warfare well the 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 chinese can can try to propagandize the american people with the TikTok and the and the and the um and the bot accounts and the and the and the shills and uh and influencing the media and all these kind of these all these kind of things but do you remember what i was saying last week how like um uh elon musk and jeff bezos might m- be similar in terms of their um wealth and yet uh you can't buy influence and elon musk is just simply more influential um i think that this is a thing the chinese can try to buy influence but at the end of the day, I don't think that they can be as influential as let's just say a fucking guy in America who is trying to speak the truth can. So I think I think that honestly, at the end of the day, I think that American conservatism is a much stronger uh, cultural force than than even is um, uh, Chinese
2: uh, bullshit. Also, keep in mind
1: that you're bringing up Elon Musk. Um, I heard something recently from one of the many podcasts that I watch that I think we've talked about this too, about him specifically. Technically, in a way, he is on the government teat, but he knows how to mitigate your awareness of that very tactically, because he Tesla is completely reliant on green energy subsidies because, like, bottom-up emergence of electric vehicles being a profitable thing that people actually want to buy, like, you realize a lot of that is just government-subsidized, right? And Tesla is monumentally overvalued, though I think there's a tactical component of his whole Twitter thing where... He's trying to reshuffle his dick and offload the Tesla shares that he knows are toxically overvalued in a way that doesn't panic investors.
0: <laughs> well, he did have to um, sell Tesla shares in order to uh, pick up Twitter shares, but...
2: Hmm. I mean,
0: is, is Twitter a better investment than Tesla?
1: Like, I, I don't know. I mean... Uh, like if well I was... the, th- the thing about Elon Musk is he's really smart about meme culture. like Elon Musk has some type of ethereal thread connected to the bottom-up fractal emergent world that a lot of the top-down bureaucratic thinkers in the tech sectors don't. So he goes on things like Dogecoins and cryptocurrencies and it's all this emerging market stuff. And Twitter is like this cultural touchstone that's caused a lot of derision amongst a lot of people around the world. So it's just like, hmm, what better way to disguise my offloading of my toxic frickin' bloated shares than to say, it's like, ah, this is all for free speech and making Twitter a better place. Remember when I told you he wins from every direction no matter what he does? He, he, he does tend to be a winner. I agree. And he's not stuck up his own ass and, ass and dry and mechanical like Mark Zuckerberg. And Bill Gates is just trying to be like, I don't know, big daddy of the frickin' globalist world. I, they're all ego-driven or, like, super Spurgatrons. And Elon Musk is a Spurgatron that can laugh at himself. Yeah, exactly. And that's very, very effective.
0: Well, so I think uh, I think that it is it is always darkest before the dawn, and I think that um, you know I I think that if uh, if we actually wanted to have um, like a uh, maybe a, a better version of America. I think that you know one, one that has maybe a bit more freedom for people or something like that you know i'm not saying it's it's never going to be uh, perfect hell it may never even be great uh but maybe just better is good enough uh, but in in order to i think probably to try to make a better america i think that some of these institutions they have to collapse and that is going to cause at least uh you know if they do happen to collapse that is going to cause some, some, uh, temporary pain and suffering. So, um, I actually, I can understand why it is that a lot of people are interested in just maintaining the system, but at this time, at this point, it seems as though the system is so bloated, um, and, and Byzantine, uh, that I just, I don't know if it's able to sustain itself. Like, I think that everyone's interested in continuing this Ponzi scheme, um, and they never want it to run out, but it it has to eventually. And the longer that you wait, the worse it gets. This actually harkens back to um, a few shows ago about the, uh, the the metaphor with the with the
2: forest fire. Yeah,
1: I remember that, and I was just thinking of that as you were saying that um, a lot of the problems with bureaucracy and this stultified, crystallized, freaking system. That we're under um it's kind of synthetically kept alive in this artificial half-life where it's neither living nor dead <laughs> and everyone just kind of assumes and believes in good faith that everything will just keep going as normal as long as they can make it to friday on a at this point a global scale but you actually need that cycle of death and rebirth to keep the evolution of all these things going up to and including civilizations. Uh, you know Rome, like the Roman civilization, expanded and contracted and expanded and contracted many times over its lifespan. And then when it became bureau- bureaucratic and decadent, that's when it all started to fall apart. And as it was falling apart, no one really noticed what was happening. Until one day it was just like, eh, it, it kind of looks like Rome isn't a thing anymore, I guess. <laughs> I guess it's the French and the English and the Europeans' turn. And that just, that that wasn't like this bang, aha, bow moment where it all just collapsed, like, uh, catastrophically overnight. It was this grueling, slow chipping away over time to where it was just like, um, well... I guess this isn't a thing anymore. And something similar will probably happen to America over time.
0: Well, yeah, um, I guess, uh, it's a little bit, uh, like, uh, the fall of the galactic empire in, um, Isaac Asimov's foundation. It, uh, it doesn't happen overnight. It's this, uh, it's like this ginormous fucking tree that takes, like, literally a century to actually, like, fall down, um,
1: now, the tree is a good metaphor, but because as the tree is dying and in the process of falling down, you might not even notice that it's dead immediately. Like, like slowly it'll produce less and less leaves, and then you'll look up at the branches one day and they'll be barren. But the tree is still there. But then there's all types of moss and other things growing off of and out of the tree, and eventually, like in that somewhere around that same spot, there might be another tree growing into that tree, and that tree will fall down. But then there'll be another tree
0: right and if you're a if you're a humble squirrel just uh kind of chilling on one of the branches you may not notice any of this at all um yeah <laughs> but uh i i will uh, i guess i i will say this as i have been doing in in every episode for the for the last like a few handfuls of episodes uh I uh, you all of this is also analogous to uh science itself i just want to I'm going to point that out once again um all of the uh, uh parallels that you can make between um the Roman Empire and Isaac Asimov's uh, Isaac Asimov's uh, Galactic Empire and the uh United States Empire uh, all of these parallels can be made uh towards uh, science uh, as an
1: institution itself I, I believe I believe And that's why we need the crazy libertarians to stay around as much as I might disagree with him on occasion. It's the crazy libertarian types, like the crazy son of a bitch that got on a boat and said, I'm just going to go that way until I hopefully find something. You know, a lot of those crazy libertarians that got on those boats that sailed out into the blue yonders, a lot of them didn't make it, but the ones that did are the reason why we're having this conversation right now and you could say the same thing about science and discovering new scientific frontiers it was never like rarely if ever was it an in staunch scientific bureaucrat that was just maintaining the system with his conservative zeal it was usually like an outside the box quirky weirdo that comes along and shakes up the whole paradigm with great resistance i might add
0: right because when when you have when you have this this uh, this crystallized structure um it it be- it becomes kind of dead you actually need dynamics in the system in order to create new things and both with the federal government and with science i think that people are so interested in just having these institutions continue and just stay alive and just keep pumping out stuff i uh, that they've 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 been corrupted with like power structures and uh they've become crystalline they've become dead they're no longer dynamic and they're no longer doing the job that they're supposed to uh and that uh that is an issue uh especially like let's say that you're a genuine progressive and you want to progress and you want things to change um maybe for the better uh certain types of progressives seem to want to Things to change for the worse but whatever they like change um fundamentally if you're if you are a progressive why would you want uh a system that is stagnant it it actually it's it's counter your to your entire ideology uh and yet many 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 progressives seem to prefer the stagnant crystallized system and uh it doesn't make any sense at least to me
1: a strange how you bring up progressives because it seems that all they want to vote for these days, at least in America, or you could make a similar argument in England, I suppose, is in staunched bureaucratic corpos. I, there doesn't seem to be that many progressive, quote-unquote, politicians. They all seem to just toe this neoliberal, corporatist, shill, crony capitalist line. And you would think all those things are antithetical to progressive values but it's funny how they just keep picking that over and over
0: it's kind of like that joke um if you're brave enough anything is a dildo <laughs> it's like if you're if you're uh if, if you're brave enough anything can be progressive uh even even like like a fucking like just living under the corporation's boot if you're progressive enough anything can be progressive
1: when you made that metaphor, I was thinking it's just like it's because they're not brave, and they they just want the the comfortable, familiar dildo of the neoliberal corporatist crony capitalist establishment to, to keep fucking them in the ass. Rather than be more adventurous, like I'm going to try an actual progressive dildo. Now, sometimes it might be a dud, and they might like grab a pineapple by mistake, like that scene in Little Nikki, where the Satan shoves a pineapple up Hitler's ass. Like sometimes you might get a pineapple, but other times you might get like a, a super mondo horsecock that's superior to the mere micro penis capitalist crony dildo that you've been using all of this time.
0: See exactly. I I think. I think this is a an odd metaphor but i think it's true uh in, in uh everything in life has risks associated with it if you try to do something new then you might actually end up getting the pineapple that's totally possible but you also might end up doing something that is better than what you had before there are a lot of people however that are happy with just Precisely whatever the 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 incestuous uh, corporate government system gives to them, and they say, "I don't want to rock the boat. I'm happy with this, um, uh, you know, govern government made dildo that isn't really satisfying my needs, but at least it's there." If i if i were to possibly ever try to rebel against uh the 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 corporate government system then oh my god i might not have any dildo and that's terrifying um but you know i like you you only live on this planet for like uh if you're a dude like 75 years if you're lucky um so like just go out there and just get the best dildo that you can find you know Just fucking get a good dildo. Don't settle for the for the government dildo. Don't just settle for the government fucking you up the ass. Let let a real chad fuck you up the ass. You know, go out, find your chad. Find your dildo.
1: Well, it's just like the uh, enigmatic, the enigmatic Dave Rubin. Like he had to say, "I agree with that," to many, many people before he finally found his podcast guest soulmate in the form of Rave Dubin.
0: (laughs) I, 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 I actually I've heard that, but I I forget what, uh, what that's referencing. Which one is Rave Dubin?
1: That's the Freedom Tunes episode that you showed me where oh. he was agreeing with Stefan Molyneux, he was agreeing with uh, Ben Shapiro, he was agreeing with Sam Harris, and he was agreeing with Jordan Peterson, and he just kept agreeing with all of these people. I Dave Rubin is the perfect example, actually. He just keeps saying, I agree with that to everybody until he meets his mirror match that just says, I agree with that, back to him, ad infinitum, and it's a marriage made in heaven.
0: I agree i agree i agree with that i agree <laughs> yeah uh by the way if um <clears throat> uh if anyone listening has not seen uh freedom tunes um you really you really should uh subscribe uh it's it's a it's a great uh little uh uh animated uh web comic on youtube uh freedom tunes it's it's really quite hilarious they uh uh, they just released one uh, this Thursday, actually, on 26th of May.
1: Uh, and you, you, would f- That's, like, the perfect, uh, like, analogy to the progressives, too, because if you were a real progressive and genuinely open-minded and a postmodernist and a relativist, you would kind of say, I agree with that to literally everything until you found something that just ever said, I agree with that, back to you. I, all the progressives need to find their Rave Dubin. But they don't have the courage to find, go out and find Rave Dubin, so they just stick with Hillary Clowntron 9000 and Ocasio Face Cortez. <clears throat> See, that's,
0: that's the thing, man. I, I, I 100% agree with you. I think that when it comes to the American right, um, they're able to say, uh, you know what, uh, fuck you, Mitt Romney. Um, f- fuck you, Ted Cruz. Uh, fuck you, uh, lots of people. Fuck you, Jeb Bush. Um, fuck you, George Bush. Uh, we know what we want, and we're looking for our goddamn soulmate, and our goddamn soulmate is, I guess, currently um, not sure if it's Trump or DeSantis, but we're looking for a soulmate. We're looking for the best fucking thing that we can get. Whereas the Democrats, they're scared. They're they're like, oh, I, I don't know. I guess I guess. I guess we'll just, we'll, we'll, vote, we'll vote for Hillary, and, okay, if that doesn't, we'll, we'll vote for Biden. I I, I I don't know, I just, uh, just whoever is the most fucking mainstream, mainstream corporate shill that, like, everyone else will, like, maybe try to vote for, we'll vote for that?
1: Um, it doesn't Biden work. Biden could literally say the N-word on national television, and they would find some type of circumlocutory mental gymnastics to make him not racist. Like, they don't even have enough courage of their own convictions to disagree with people they otherwise agree with on separate topics. Like, they have to be in 100% absolute conformity with anyone and everyone all the time, and that's their greatest weakness. That's why all of these, like, shill revolving door used car salesmen, quote-unquote progressive liberal politicians can just be like, okay, so all I have to do is superficially appear to be placating these people and they'll still vote for me no matter how much of a sack of shit I am?
0: Dude, 100%. Like for instance, um I voted for uh, for Trump. Um was I happy about everything that he did? No. Uh when he uh, when he bombed um I think it was like the first couple months into his pres- presidency, when he bombed that um that uh, that uh uh that air force uh not air force, that that airport in Syria or whatever. Um I was like, "No, that's that's fucked up." Although the media actually said that, that was the first time that he acted presidential. What the fuck? um when he uh when when Trump uh decided to say that um uh uh you can't smoke uh, cigarettes until you're 21 just nationally um you're you they're going to raise the age of buying tobacco from 18 to 21 i disagree with that I, I i don't agree with that policy decision um when uh when Trump uh used the um the the warp the warp speed thing in order to develop a, a, a unsafe vaccine in my opinion um uh, and distributed to uh, all the Americans, uh, I disagreed with that. Now, tr- Trump, Trump never made it a mandate but Trump was actually advocating for the
1: vaccine and I think that he... I think what you meant to say was the perfectly safe and healthy vaccine that you need to get multiple doses of, but it is still perfectly safe and healthy even though you need multiple doses of this and even though it does not 100%, if even 50% protect you from the virus. It is still 100% safe and effective and healthy and you should get it, and if you don't, you're a conspiracy theorist. And you want grandma to die why are you trying to kill your grandmother you sack of shit
0: i'm sorry breaker you're right you're right it's uh i uh, i that slipped my mind uh you were 100 correct um uh all and any uh risks of uh, myocarditis are um just uh conspiracy theories uh clearly it is uh just a 100 safe and effective uh, tool against covid and um uh, I, uh, you know what? I got, I got my, uh, my 10th dose, uh, just the other week. I went into the doctor's office wearing my, um, standard four masks, uh, and, uh, I got my 10th dose. And the guy was like, hey, uh, you know, you, y- y- you, don't need that many. And I said, you know what, doc, fucking sign me up for another one. I,
1: I'm, I'm in this to win it. Uh,
0: yes, yes, of Well, course. you know,
1: I... I got one better for you. What I did was I, I like collect all the vaccines like Pokemon. So I've had multiple doses of every single vaccine available. That's how I'm like – I'm like 500% safe and secure now against any and all life-threatening grandmother-killing diseases that may come out this time or sometime in the future.
0: Oh, nice, nice. You got you got the Johnson & Johnson. You got the Pfizer. You got the Moderna. Moderna. Yeah, fuck yeah. bro. You, okay. Wow, that's –
1: I even went to India and got their vaccine. Like I've collected vaccines from all over the world. I'm like ash ketchup of vaccines. I've got to literally catch them all everywhere. No matter where they are, it is my destiny to catch them all.
0: Oh, fuck yeah, bro. Your immune system and your heart must be on fire right now. Let's go.
1: Well, you know, I I can barely walk to the refrigerator now, but it was worth it. I'll never get COVID
0: ever. (laughs) You're so protected, bro. Fuck yeah.
1: Yay! Uh, I'm getting kind of tired now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just—it's uh, uh, like what Trump said. I'm—I'm I'm getting tired of winning so much, and that's why I'm so exhausted right now. Yeah, that—that's it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but as—as as I was saying, the—the the thing is—is is that I—I. I, I think that Trump was a phenomenal president. I voted for him, but I can still say that he did bad shit. Like, there's shit that I don't agree with. Um, and I, I like, uh, I will be completely open and honest about, like, hey, you know, there's, there's a number of things that um, I didn't like that he did, and he did those things, and it's, it's upsetting, but I would vote for him again because uh, uh, I think overall, when it comes to the scales, he did a lot more good than he did bad. But it seems as though when it comes to a lot of the talking points on on the left, it's either Joe Biden or whoever, whichever politician they're advocating for. Either Joe Biden is absolutely perfect, never did any any wrong ever,
2: or um, you must be a Nazi. And I just I don't think that that's healthy.
1: Well, I think that's a clear indicator to me that you are, in fact, a Nazi, and I should distance myself from you.
0: Fuck. You're right. You're right. Yeah, that does mean I'm a Nazi. Uh, You criticized
2: Joe Biden once. Uh, It's tough. Come on, man. America,
1: you know the thing. Like, how could you not agree with such scintillating oration as that? See, but okay, that's
0: that's another thing, right? Like, um, when it comes to the right, I, I have met Nazis and I've met communists. I've met them both. I've argued with both of them. I'm not a I'm I'm not a fan of either. I, but I understand that, um, I guess, uh, more or less that the the Nazis are more in the the they're like the super duper extremist on the right, and the communists are the super duper extremists on the left. And the thing is, is that I can, I can say, um, fuck Nazis, right? I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of Nazis. I think that they're authoritarian. I am specifically anti-authoritarian. Um, I think that basically they're a bunch of, uh, uh, Ku Klux Klan members who also want to engage in big government socialism. None of that is appealing to me. Fuck the Nazis. Uh, I don't like them. I. Uh, but also fuck the communists, because also there are a whole bunch of goddamn authoritarians uh, who also have issues with anti-Semitism. Uh, but why is it why is it that the right is able to effectively police the Nazis and be like, yo, yo, like, like you're extreme as fuck. We don't want you in here. We disagree with your fucking uh, positions. Like, a lot of the right is libertarian. The Nazis are very authoritarian, so they don't get along. And yet when it comes to the left, you never see fucking Biden coming out and saying, I denounce communists. Why is it that Trump is able to say I I disavow the white nationalists? But I don't think if I've ever heard even once Hillary Clinton or or Obama or Biden come out and
2: say, I disavow communism. I mean, maybe they have. I just I, I haven't I haven't heard it personally.
1: Hmm. Funny that you mention that because DeSantis uh, advocated for a remembrance of victims of communism day in Florida.
0: I mean, that makes sense. Uh, (laughs) I think communism killed uh, more people than any other ideology that has ever existed ever. So why not have a day for that?
1: Yeah, and all those Cubans, um, surprisingly, well, surprise, no surprise, um, tend to agree with that sentiment. Yeah, let's remember the victims of communism, which include our family members under Fidel Castro. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea to me.
0: Wow, breaker, you're you're telling me that the Cubans that escaped communist Cuba are not that interested in communism. Color me surprised.
1: I, it's shocking, I know, because well, I I guess that means that they just like somehow. What happened was is they escaped the communist paradise of Cuba because in their hearts, they were all, like, secretly uh, white nationalists. And when they came to America, they were exposed to the uh, the, the toxic, corrupting influence of the forbidden fruit of white privilege. So uh, through osmosis, they absorbed so much white privilege that... That uh, they're basically Nazis now, and that's why they disagree with Castro. It's nothing, it's not Castro's fault, you see. Like, he's, he's like the best uh, and stuff.
0: I'll tell you what, those, those very well-tanned uh, Cuban white nationalists, I'll tell you what, that, that, that's, a, they're a danger.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know, it's, well, that's why you need to separate the, the concept of whiteness from white like just garden variety racism and <laughs> white people yeah whiteness can strike anywhere and it could come in any guys So you got to be extra vigilant
0: who is that A uh, there was a um, fuck i forget his name but it was this uh it was this black guy he was running um for some office uh, he was like a like a black libertarian guy and and they said that uh, the media, this was a few months ago, the, the media said, like, this is the black
1: face of white supremacy. D- do you
0: remember that?
1: I've heard similar rhetoric so many times that I can't pick out a specific example. It was probably, that sounds like something they'd say about Jesse Lee Peterson. Amazing.
0: Do you believe in that? Amazing. Oh, it was, uh, it was, uh, uh, was it Larry Elder? Yeah, I think it was Larry Elder.
2: Isn't that
1: the anti-KKK guy?
0: Um. No, no, that's, uh, uh, shit, uh, the, the, the guy that, uh, that, uh, made a whole bunch of KKK people stopping KKK. Um, no, I don't think that is. Yeah, that's
1: the anti, he was on Tim Pool recently, and Tim Pool actually said that he made racist comments. Uh, Tim Pool was arguing against (laughs) Tim Hold on, hold on. Let me uh, give me give me two
0: seconds. Keep talking. I'll, I'm going to look this up.
1: Uh, well, as you're looking that up, it's like yeah, uh, the black face of white supremacy. Hmm. Like, like there is no end to the fucking hubris of these people. They're just like uh, anything that doesn't agree. I don't even think they believe in the things to begin with. I think they just use the words because they're like magic spells. Like what gets the people. We don't like to have an emotional reaction and bring them down to our level. Call them a bunch of names, insult their families, their mother, and impugn their character until they're just as much of an emotional wreck as we are so that they can... We we force them to operate in our domain of emotionality because we don't have any facts and logic to counteract their facts and logic. So we need to drag them down. Just call them racist and sexist, and use the magic word spells to bring them down off their logical high horses, so they can fight in the mud with us.
0: Okay, so it Quality. was it was it was Daryl Davis uh, is yeah. the guy. Uh, that's that's not Larry Alder. right? Okay, so. No, it's, it's Daryl and Breaker, this is a, a, an example of you being racist because uh, you thought that they were two black people and that, that therefore they must be the same person. No. Larry Elder was running for, um, uh, I guess, being the governor of uh, some state. Uh, it was uh, Daryl Davis who um, got all the uh, KKK people to um, uh, quit uh, being part of the KKK, and um, Yeah, and that is also a different person, by the way, than Thomas Sowell, because Thomas Sowell um, is uh, probably, uh, he is a black guy, uh, but he's also uh, probably uh, one of the brightest um, American thinkers that uh, has existed. So, uh, there are differences between black
1: people, Breaker, you goddamn racist. Well, you see, the thing of it is, like, even Hillary Clinton agrees with me that they all do look alike. She even said it on CNN. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. So I'm
2: authorized by Hillary Clinton to call you racist.
0: I mean, if Hillary Clinton says it's so, then it's so.
1: Well, yeah, she is the dark matron mother... (laughs) Of the apocalypse, the the embodiment of Slanesh. So,
0: okay, um, all right, all right. Have we gone through this uh, about like who would be the chaos champion for each of the chaos gods? So you have um, you have Korin, Slanesh, uh, Zench and Nurgle, right? Um, <clears throat> so, for anyone who doesn't know warhammer 40k there are four chaos gods uh, that exist and so they're they're gods that exist in the warp and they feed upon like the negative mental energies of all living species and they project themselves as gods and so you have um corn is the god of uh warfare and bloodshed um nurgle is the god of uh uh, disease and and pestilence or something. Um, you have uh, Zeench, which is the god of um, schemes and and cunningness, and then you have uh, Sl- Slanesh, uh, which is the god of um, I guess uh, just absolute pleasure, fucking having an orgy while hooked up to a heroin drip. Uh, <clears throat> so. Out of all of the politicians that exist, who do you think would be the uh, the 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 champion of each of the chaos gods?
1: Uh, well, Fauci is definitely Nurgle.
0: Yes, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, one hundred percent.
2: Of course, the the, okay. the the god of disease, he would be the champion. Uh. Um. I think that Deinch, I think is actually Hillary Clinton. Yeah, I'm probably inclined to agree on that. I think that she got she has schemes for days. Yeah,
1: you're probably right about that. Umesh so might be Bill Clinton.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah yeah uh hmm i'm just trying to think if there's anyone
1: better uh i think richard bolton like the warmonger and warhawk motherfucker is probably corin because he always wants to bomb everybody
0: well uh you know it doesn't have to be democrats so for instance um i think that uh either a george bush or a dick cheney might actually work very well for uh for the avatar of corn
1: terrorist hate freedom <laughs> well, George Bush did say the terrorists never stop thinking of new ways to harm our country and neither do we.
0: I remember that quote.
1: <laughs> uh, I think the mask slipped off the avatar of corn a bit there.
0: <laughs> that was uh that was like um uh shit, what was the what was the uh George Bush was actually speaking recently and um he uh uh he he said something along the lines of like, uh uh Putin is a bad man. Uh you know, these these bad men they try to invade places like Iraq. Wait, I mean I mean Ukraine
1: <laughs> it was such a bad Yeah, the fucking script run the fucking two thousand eight script running still. <laughs>
2: Uh. uh, well, <clears throat> anyway, um, so, uh, there's
0: that, and then, um, I, uh, I, I just, I briefly wanted to get into, um, uh, uh, Taoism versus Buddhism. I know this is a total non sequitur, but, um, I, uh, I was recently talking to a uh a taoist uh here on discord and i've also talked to multiple uh buddhists uh here on discord uh of course i actually looked this up uh the total number of buddhism uh uh, buddhist uh, practitioners in the world 470 million the number of uh taoist practitioners 12. 12 versus 470 million uh, so there are a lot more Buddhists than there are Taoists, but, uh, I, uh, I suspect that I, I, I think that the Taoists are more correct than the Buddhists. I, I, I do think that, uh, my central problem uh, with Buddhism, and I actually used to practice Buddhism. I did it for a year um, when I was a bit younger. Uh, when I was in college, I would meditate every day. Did it for a year uh, until I realized, and you know, this is one of those uh, one of these one of those ideas that like you have one day and you think about it and you go, ah, "That's not really probably that big of an issue." I guess I'm sure I'll learn more, and I'm sure it will be resolved. But then it just never gets resolved, and, like, the idea just keeps gnawing at you and gnawing at you and gnawing at you until you realize, like, huh, this is a central problem. Um, <clears throat> my, uh, my my issue with Buddhism is that if a gigantic uh, asteroid uh, were uh, coming to uh, annihilate uh, the, the human race, um, say one as big as the one that killed the dinosaurs, uh, what would uh, China do? What would America do? Uh, I don't know. They would build bunkers. They would try to nuke, nuke the fucking thing. Um, <clears throat> if you were just like, a, I don't know, a poor farmer, you would probably at least try to dig a hole and try to live it out. Uh, what would a Buddhist do? A Buddhist would sit because they have no attachment to this life. And to be attached to anything is uh, the opposite of enlightenment. So they sit. That is their response. They will meditate over this and try to figure out why it is that they are totally fine with all life on Earth ending. Um, But I don't believe I don't believe that a Taoist would do this actually because um, they uh, they practice uh, the, uh, uh, the 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 Wu Wei or the way the yeah I think it's, it's the Wu Wei it's it's the path and this path that they that they seem to want to follow is in accordance with nature whereas and and so actually this is a little bit like what we've been talking about this entire time. It's a little bit like the left versus the right, or the people that think that they have the the perfect idea versus the people that think that they maybe just ought to try to live within reality and follow, you know, whatever nature throws at them. Um, I think that that's kind of the difference between the Buddhist and the Taoist. I think that the Buddhist has an idea of precisely what enlightenment is, whereas the Taoist simply tries to abide by nature. And... <clears throat> I think that the Taoist may be correct. Now, I don't know. I don't know. I only, studied, I, I only studied Buddhism for a bit. I've never, ever in my life studied Taoism. I could be totally off base. Uh, and I'm clearly not an enlightened motherfucker. So, uh, you know, my opinion is ultimately probably not the best one. Uh, then again, who is enlightened? I would ask that. Uh, but uh, what I would love, what I would absolutely love is... Um, if uh, if if anyone out there uh, happens to be listening if you happen to be a buddhist or you happen to be a taoist um i would love to have uh, a buddhist and a taoist on here to uh talk now i i know that it's not it's not in your practice to get into into a debate in fact i would imagine that you would you guys would just end up uh you know agreeing with one another just going oh no you're better oh no you're better um because you're so con- conflict hesitant but uh uh, I don't. I don't want to have a debate between a a, a a Taoist and a Buddhist. I just. I would like to have a discussion, and uh, I I I would shut the fuck up and just let you guys uh, talk about it. But uh, I I would love to have just a Taoist and a Buddhist fucking just talk to one another. I think it would be super cool because I think that there are actually fundamental disagreements that exist between the two. Um, camps i think that there are a lot of places that you guys agree but i think that there are also places that you guys disagree and i would like to explore that uh so uh yeah yeah that's uh it's basically uh that's the gist of it
1: assuming any taoists or buddhists made it this far into such a wacky and zany podcast such as this that that would be quite a decent thing, like like I told you before, I know some guys that i 'll try to wrangle up. Um, I do know a Buddhist like a a relatively well practiced Buddhist, but he's a very hard person to get a hold of, but i 'll see what I can do um, in so far as like my perspectives on all this um
2: I think this goes back to like
1: if I remember my history around this correctly. Um, Lout Zoo was like, you know, if you write down a list of laws and stick it in the ground on a tablet, people are just kind of going to evolve around that frozen fire of your laws. And at some point in the future, they're going to look at that and be like, hmm, might need to interpret that differently or live this other way that wasn't the original way. Like, the meaning is going to change, even though those words are stuck forever in time on that tablet, because the meanings of people's lives changes, because people are dynamic and growing, and the stone tablet is just an obelisk stuck in the ground that is never changing. Uh,
0: A little uh, little bit like the American Constitution. Although technically speaking, that is sort of a living document.
1: It requires like a 75% supermajority in a constitutional convention to change it, which happened a lot during the early 1900s. It happened like back-to-back, like machine gun fire, (laughs) amendment, amendment, amendment. But ever since then, like around after 1940s and into the 50s, it didn't change much. And I think some of the last parts of that were – had to do with the Civil Rights Act – yeah, I think the Civil Rights Act was the last constitutional convention that really did anything.
0: Yeah, I don't think that. Uh, I don't think anyone's been able to really touch the Constitution in quite a while. No one's able to make amendments um, because uh, I think that we've just become too stratified. And uh, uh, you know what? I am in complete agreement with Tim Poole here. Uh, I think that. Um, uh, war war is knocking uh both uh international and domestic war is knocking at the door and uh that's uh just uh something that maybe you want to look out for because uh the thing is is that uh you can ignore the knocking for some time but it will just keep knocking and the knocking will get more intense and eventually the knocking will get strong enough that it will start to damage your door and then your door will fall down and then what are you going to do so, um, yeah, on, uh, unless, unless you wanted to say anything else, uh, uh on that,
2: I guess that, uh, we could, we could wrap it up here.
1: I think I'll end on by saying, I, even the American constitution, which had built into it provisions to make it malleable and changeable if enough people wanted it to change, has still ended up going horribly fucking awry all these years later, and led to whatever the fuck this is. So, yeah, maybe Lao Tzu had uh, had a decent idea all those thousands of years ago in Taoism. <laughs> uh,
0: potentially, I think that uh, uh, I think that there is no perfect system, but. Um... Uh, you know, I've, I've been, I've been, uh, I've been reading up a little bit on Taoism myself, and I think that, uh, uh, it follows the same god that I do. Motherfucking nature god. And, uh, I support nature god. Uh, but anyway, uh, with that, um, I guess, uh, we can wrap it up here. Uh, if you, uh, if you've made it this far into the episode, uh, thank you, uh, so much for, uh, listening. Um, we appreciate it. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, uh, it would be very nice of you to uh, uh, hit the like button and the subscribe button, because I'm a fucking shill. Uh, and um, absolutely uh, leave uh, any comments uh, that you have down below, we, uh, we will read them, and um, uh, we will respond. Um, uh, so uh, yeah, there's that, uh, and once again, um, if you don't feel like listening to us on, on YouTube, uh, we are now on Spotify. Uh, But aside from that, uh, we will leave it there, and um, peace out, everyone.
1: Uh, By the way, before you go, don't forget to to smash on all our affiliate links. Make sure to follow our sponsors, Raid, Manscaped, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Portable VPN, uh, uh, Ebony the King's Return. You thought that game was fake, but guys, I finally found the game! (laughs)
2: Okay, all right. Uh, Peace out, everyone.